so I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill me? I don't remember how it goes. All right. Uh, I'm going to read you something. You ready for this? So there is Always. a statue of what looks like St. Christopher. Couldn't really make it out. That was found in the corner right by the door of our church. Happens. And you realize, okay, that's not St. Christopher. He's a muscular-looking white dude, but he has two crutches and is covered in bright red sores. And the statue is horrific-looking, and there's two small dogs. Let me read to you. In African traditions, Babalu Aya is shown as a muscular man with a crutch. Covered head to toe in braided rafi curtains to hide the sores and scars of smallpox. In American traditions, Babalu Ai appears, typically appears, as a man riddled with leprosy or smallpox. He walks with crutches and is often depicted with two dogs who lick his wounds. It is a demon in the voodoo culture. <laughs> you found that? I'm going to show it to you. Why was it there? Because uh, people are coming for us. I uh, are you joking? I have been Whoa, saying this. Whoa. I have been saying this forever. Every couple days, I leave my office and I go for a walk around the full campus, and I just pray for protection. Saint Michael the Archangel prayer, all that stuff. And I have been telling people we all need to do this. And uh, <laughs> someone said, I don't think your prayers are working. And then I said, you have no idea what my prayers have already prevented. In reality, I don't think my prayers are working. But <laughs> we can get some other people around that actually, you know. They say the scripture says a righteous man uh, prayer, a righteous man's prayer availeth much. So I must not be all that righteous because things seem to only be getting worse. Dude, that is insane. Yeah, that yeah. Ins so, oh my god! For those of you listening, I showed this mutilated statue of a man with leprosy. Uh, yeah, and I said, uh, so someone hid it in the corner of our church. It was there for like a week. People That's thought it was insane. a saint statue that was damaged, so no one yeah. touched it. And then an African woman's like, I know what that is, and smashed it and threw it in a trash can. Good for her. So I said, well, that's horrific. And then uh, I said oh uh, to the person who notified me, I said, it's time for a Eucharistic procession. And I'm like, I'm not kidding. I've been feeling this way for a while. Oh, oh man. You know, you know what, what I've got to say about that? Let's hear it. In the time of chimpanzees, I, walk I was a monkey beating in my veins and I'm cut to the junkie. I don't remember this. Choking on a splinter. Oh. Hey, what do you think of my slightly too tight shirt? It I'm says, proud of you. Horizon, where heaven meets earth. <laughs> Did you get that from your... <laughs> and those nipples really bring it yeah. together. Whoopsie. When it's too tight. Uh-oh. I got this fan blowing on me. It's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> I mean, that, they're going to be poked out by your nipples. Yeah. No. That's what I'm um, implying. Yeah. No, the t-shirt is, uh, is our capital campaign icon and slogan done by the Ooh. fine folks at Sherwood, which is... Uh, the D'Ambrosio boys, or one of them. Wonderful people. Wonderful they are. People. They are. Sherwood. The Sherwood Fellows, I think is what it's called. Sherwood. Sherwood Design. The Catholic Creative People. They're running Ooh. our, or they're helping us run our campaign. Isn't that cool? 
It's very cool. Yeah. You know what we did that I thought was so awesome? We did this big, like, kickoff of the, the pledge day, and we got all of these graphics that go on, like, the stairs, the sides of buildings, like, and they're perfectly molded and cut and printed, and it looks gorgeous. It goes over, like, brick columns, and it looks like it's part of the brick, but it also has all this. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but they did such an awesome job. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. He's in love with a stripper. Um. <laughs> and that stripper's name is Stephen Lenahan. Ah, uh, speaking of things like that, did I ever told you that these hips don't lie? They have been known to stretch the truth. <laughs> They've been known to put a, like a rope around them and pull it tight, and and then have me go. I don't understand what's going on. You know, I didn't <laughs> mind Shakira her opening bit all that much. She's walking out in the midriff. She has double jointed hips. I didn't mind that because that's Shakira. You know what you're going to get. And, and it's a, it's definitely like a cultural thing going on with that. Yeah. Which is, and yeah. then J-Lo comes out. It was a, a little weird. With a, I mean, it's a stripper pole. The, honestly, the part that bothered me the most where I was like, I don't understand what's going on is when she just like bent over right in front of the camera yeah. in a rather like, in a thong that wasn't a thong, but it was pretty much a thong. And I was like, that's children. Ah, oh, this is. Um, yeah. This is yeah. how people get addicted to pornography yeah. and, like, discover, you know, uh, adolescent emotions before they're ready to handle them. Like, this is how, like, you know, it's I, – I, I, I don't want to talk <laughs> about this because I know there's going to be – it's a very um, divisive thing. I, it shouldn't be divisive. I, I, I can I just, understand the, the – dan- I mean, Jennifer Lopez is one of the greatest dancers, you know, and performers. Terrible musician, I but as a dancer, really a, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's she fine. was in Living Color. She did all that. That's stuff. true. That no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but she. I like is, her better as a, I just got real annoyed with like, she felt like kind of. The, I, I just remember in the nineties being like, ah, well, do we really need this? Yeah, no, we don't. And her music is terrible. Her music has always been terrible, except for Jenny from the Block. That shit's my jam. However, <laughs> not however, even remotely good. Yeah, I, it's just awful. But. um but, I mean, what, what do we expect? What do we expect? This is the woman who wore the famous sash dress thing. Remember that green thing that she wore like 20 do years I? ago? <laughs> do I? It's a poster on my wall. No, uh, what I um, – what I – here's what I liked about it. I liked the Latina. It was so heavily into uh, Latina <laughs> culture or Hispanic yeah. um, culture that I don't know – a lot about had only seen th- th- through movies, and my wife tell me stories of growing up in San Antonio. It, I thought that was really cool. I enjoyed like some of that stuff, but kind of with you, I thought that the Shakira stuff was fine. Uh, again, it's a cultural thing. I just thought that a lot of the Jennifer Lopez stuff, Sands, I liked. I liked the Puerto Rican stuff. I, I liked. I, I thought that was very cool. I really, I genuinely did enjoy that part, but uh, it was just little much. Yeah. In terms I, of thought this, it, I, I thought yeah. it was ridiculous, and I, and I have I have all the I had I had literally twenty five kids ages yeah, like what fourteen did you do? and younger. I, I was going to ask you about how you guys handled well, so that. We, I was, like, I was in the I'll kitchen for the podcast. Yeah, I was in the kitchen, and the the thing came on, and I was like, "Gosh, I hate these! I hate halftime shows. I have never watched no, a halftime. They show. were good in the nineties. They were. Do you remember when we got? There was one year they just did like a best of. It was all like the hot stuff. So uh, squirrel nut zippers or or the hell they were called <laughs> did a song like it was it was a ama- okay. It was I, all the hip like but legit cool stuff. 
I would just go watch The Simpsons. I never in my entire life have watched the halftime show. I'm going to find out who did the halftime show. Except for for Bono. That was great. Where did you watch that? Because we weren't together, and I don't understand why we didn't watch that together. Where did you watch that? I don't know. I was at... a few of us were at Heather Militech's house. I just remember that. I don't know why. Well, and you anywho, there. I have never watched it because I've always watched The Simpsons. But I'll say this, right? So we're all watching it. It comes on. Most of the kids are not in the room. They are not interested in the football game. But some of the kids were. And I was in the kitchen. I was talking with guys, and we were watching the Shakira thing. And I'm like, this is, you know, there are some things that women just enjoy that men really can't because it's hypersexualized, <laughs> right? Like, oh, look at these cheerleaders prancing around in nothing aren't they great in their form and i'm like yes and that's the problem i gotta go um so i was just chalking it up to like especially when shakira was up there like uh everyone seems to be enjoying this and then she brought out the ropes and i was like are you okay uh, <laughs> that was a little much <laughs> and then I, much. so then i walked around and i grabbed the remote and then j-lo comes out well i mean you got to remember shakira she's on the drums she's on the guitar no yeah she was doing no and it, and there is like a South American, yeah, Colombian, like it's a, yeah. yeah. What can't she do? That's the bigger. Her hips did not lie. And Her then, hips did not and lie. then it goes to the J Lo with the stripper pole, and I'm like, and so I finally get over to the remote just in time for like you know whatever butt shots. So I change the channel, and everyone's like, "What? Oh, thank you." <laughs> and uh, I wish I had done it, you know, five minutes earlier, but whatever. The whatever. best oh, Super Bowl show ever, though. Hmm. Was uh, okay, so I, I so actually I'm lied back in um '99. This was uh, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Gloria Stefan, and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> they just wanted a swing band because I guess it was cool. I, kids, you have to remember there's a weird period of time in the in like the in the mid late '90s where this thing called swing music got oddly popular, and we were all very into it for about six months. It was in Gap commercials, the mall, your alternative radio station. It was very weird. It was um, considered safe dancing for Christian youth. Yeah, and it somehow just stayed the same for the next 10 years and made Luke very angry because he was like, you freaking pansies, just dance with a girl. Anywho. Zutsu Riot, Riot. No, but that, it was fun. Those songs were like legitimately fun songs. It was kind of, I, I, I love the like swing revival because it was this thing that happened and the songs were awesome. It was really fun and then it was done. And we're all like, cool. It was like a phase we all just went through for no reason. <laughs> Um, but the best um, Super Bowl halftime show ever, because they all performed together while also doing their own stuff, was um, Nelly, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Aerosmith, and some country guy. I, I forget who. And they all just, like, did stuff together. Would you say that was in the 90s? It was, like, I think it was 2000. Okay. Because they were all just doing this. It was really fun because it was just, uh, it may have been like 2001, like for the 2000 season, but then 2001, my senior year of high school. Um, it was all Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. That's right. Yeah. It was fantastic. That was. They all. Yeah, that was uh, Super Bowl 2001. Because they all just did each other's stuff together. 
Yeah. And so it actually um, led to uh, you know, like how like Nelly was doing stuff with the guitarist from Aerosmith on like a few songs after that. It was like legit. Uh, just this is the really... best part. Set list. Pre-recorded intro sketch with Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Aerosmith, and NSYNC. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, 2000 and, and 2001, right up to 9-11, culture was kind of fun. There were some. I mean, we got a little obsessed with Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, but as a whole, I felt like pop culture was fun. We really did. We really did get. Obsessed we, it was with weird, that. and then like it was kind of funny because well, not funny, but then on nine eleven happened and everyone just stopped caring. Like I just remember everyone just not caring about any celebrity dating. Everyone's like, "Yeah, I don't give a shit. This is way more important than any of that crap." The show ended with all the performers singing Arrows, singing Aerosmith's Walk This Way. Yeah, it was really cool. It Ladies really and gentlemen, cool. that'll be in the show notes if you want to listen to more. Will it? Yeah, I already have it in there now. Ooh, look at you, not paying attention to me and doing your little busy work. Look at you. Look at Hey, can we talk about it? I've, I've, I've got some stuff, unless you've got some stuff. Yeah, no, I don't have anything. Yeah, that's that his tradition. Uh, I need you to do me a favor. Uh, this may be a promotion. Okay. So my, you might not be able to see it. But I need to talk about Bishop Barron's thing about wanting to possibly yeah, do a church. Of, yeah. I think that's um, – I think it would be something worth talking about. Uh, but before you do, I want you to, like, see – go on to Facebook oh. and see if you get a Word on Fire ad that pops up. Or maybe do a Word on Fire. Do, like, um, a search. And I think you'll know the specific ad that I'm talking about because it's a little weird, and I think we need to have a brief discussion on it. Should I be clicking one of their groups? I don't know. It's just there was an ad that popped up on my Facebook feed that I should not have been on because I'm on XS90. and uh, yeah. But I'm an addict, so there you go. Yeah, uh, that I was like, what the hell is this? Where are the just, ad, where do the ads get generated from? I'm looking. Uh, it's not it's my gen, timeline. It's typically on their like front page. It's just you might not get it. I should have got a screenshot. I hate myself for it. Uh-huh. Wow, what a coincidence! I hate you too. Okay, just describe it for me. I, I'm trying to find the because it's okay. So let me preface this by saying we here on Catching Foxes are big Bishop Barron fans. Would I you just agree? interviewed Brandon Vaught for uh, Every Knee Shall Bow. You just interviewed Brandon Vaught for Every Knee Shall, shall, shall Bow. Uh, I like Brandon Vaught. I consider him a bud. Like, they're, I like, you know, I don't always agree sometimes with some of Bishop Barron's priorities, but that's fine. It's not a big deal. It's not, you know, I don't hold that against him. I think he's a good man. It's not a I moral think, thing. It's just a difference. Yeah, yeah. I think Taylor Marshall is full of shit and all of his criticisms of, of him. Uh, I think he's great. But this was a little weird. Okay, there was what, a picture. What was it? It was like a promotion of their page, and it was it was Bishop Barron and all these dudes and one priest, and everyone is just freaking jacked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but not like they're like oh like they're in shape. The no, they're all ew. like they're like muscle builders. Yeah, like yeah, the, like I'm like that looks dumb. 
Like, it just looked. And I remember seeing a guy at, like, I'm seek a couple of, a couple of like, years ago where I'm like, this feels a little vain how you're just hanging out by their booth and, like, a muscle shirt. Well, it just felt weird. It was, and that thing, I'm like, this is just weird. <laughs> and I, I just I looked at it. I almost commented on it being like, this is a bit much, right? <laughs> but um, I did it because I wasn't supposed to be on there. <laughs> but instead I was like, I, I just, isn't that kind of weird or am I just being stupid? It just struck me as I was like, this is, it was all, but just a bunch of white dudes really, like really jacked. Like they want you to see how jacked they are. Well, they, they're, they're bodybuilders. Like the guys, like uh, yeah, they're, it looks they're like full time hobby. Well, okay, fair enough. But they're, that's what they are. They're all jacked. Right. So they have a word on fire thing i mean they there's like three guys but that's that's their thing these guys were bodybuilders before and it's like their hobby and so it just looks weird it's just being a bodybuilder looks weird yeah, yeah i mean yes i yeah. mean listen i i totally i i understand it in that context and i'm not angry about i'm not i'm just like it's all it's all i saw was is that i was like that's just weird I'm, again i'm not like angry that they're doing this no 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 i I'm my like, weirdness why is isn't anyone talking about this being this is very odd you know my weirdness is like it's weird that the men <laughs> the men that you're surrounded with are all muscular handsome but, fellas and that's the thing it's, it's like i wouldn't even say they're handsome they're just jacked no i mean it's just guy, like he's a, he's a handsome guy it's just all of them yeah and I, I was like like even like i just it just i don't i and again it just could just be like i don't um, now granted, I'm not in the best like shape of my life right now, which I will admit post stroke, but, uh, it, when I like was in good shape and I would go to the gym, it was just a thing that I never, re- I just like, I don't understand the appeal of bodybuilding. I, I, I mean, I, I understand why people do it and I get the sport and the art behind it. I'm not necessarily opposed to it, but it's always one of those things that just kind of struck me as like, huh, isn't there? This is what, okay, and it just was so weird that in that promotional, that's what their like promo thing was—just all these jack dudes, <laughs> but like too jacked. So it just—it was just weird. I can't. I I don't. I don't see the picture. I have gone through every photo and picture. Uh. Yeah, it was. It was a promo thing. So and, and again, I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm not trying to say that they're I'm wrong or anything. This is not me. I'm just saying I just thought it was funny. And I and I've seen on pictures of um Baron where he looks like kind of jacked. So I'm like, oh, like now that he's mentioned that, like that makes a lot of sense, but it just is very um I don't think Baron's jacked at all. I know I saw a picture of him on one time without like a long sleeve shirt and he looked like he definitely works out. At least at that point in time he was. Uh, which is great. I don't I don't I'm I'm not like opposed to it just like I'm just trying to say this is looks weird, right? <laughs> there, so there's also a priest who's like ripped. That's a part yeah. of it too. But and the, they're I like, think... oh, it just it just throws you off because it's not what you're expecting. Yeah, no. And no, I'm no. like, are these guys all like jacked? That's weird. <laughs> just like when I was saying a couple years ago that like something kind of weird is going on at a certain place. What place, Luke? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just tired of people thinking they can stalk us and try to harass us. Anywho. Hey, can can we talk about Dynamic Catholic real quick? Yeah, sure. In a non-inflammatory way? 
Yeah. Upon reviewing, it turns out we can't. Forty-three sixteen. Hey, Luke, how's it going, man? Hi. This is uh, not an awkward tra- transition because we talked about things that might cause some controversy. Patreon.com slash CF. If you want to hear that, Patreon.com. Those are some good nipples, Gomer. Patreon.com slash CF. Uh, everyone who supports us at the $10 a level of or above, we call the $10 a level Gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, we, we will occasionally put up some free extra stuff. And we just had a lively, almost hour-long chat. Uh, not more about like a half-hour-long chat. That uh, is, I think you might find it dumb and enlightening and repulsive. So go and check that out. It'll be uh, probably up sometime soon, if not already. Patreon.com slash CF again, uh, $10 or above. At the at the gimme, gimme level, uh, you get... Uh, uh, extra content like the stuff we just put up. So, on the show, Mr. Gormley, we're friends of the we're friends of we're friends. Uh, we're fans of, of Bishop Barron, right? Yeah. I don't think he's listened, but I think he knows who we are and he approves of what we are doing yeah. from the little interaction I have had with him on Twitter and on Reddit. And uh, I don't necessarily always agree with his priorities, but I think everything he does is great. By priorities, you mean to reach out to the nuns and yeah, yeah. Like I've, I think I think I've, I've said here before that I, I think it's there's there it's more important to focus on on, on healing for people who are already there because they're the walking wounded as opposed to reaching out to them. Yeah. and they they're the ones who are with the nuns the most and I think healed. Yeah, so anyways, uh, I think um, Christian joy is more important than than uh, intellectual debating right now, because I don't think you're ever going to really argue people out of the face. I, I, I think you can, but I just don't think it's actually, like, um, on a mass scale. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. I, I like everything that they are doing. I don't think it's the answer. Let me just put it that way. But I do think it's great and good for them for uh, for um, doing um, what they're doing. Anywho, um. He had a very interesting thing where he said uh, there might be the need to like. Do you want to kind of kind of ex- ex- explain it? You would probably know the terms better than I would. There are, to be blunt, a disconcerting number of such people on social media who are trading in hateful, divisive speech, often deeply at odds with the theology of the church, and who are sadly having a powerful impact on the people of God. Taylor Marshall, the bishop, said, "Baron are the shepherd." Yeah, are the shepherds of the church, those entrusted with supervising the teaching office, and they can and should point out when people on social media are harming the body of Christ. Introducing something like a mandatum for those who claim to teach the Catholic faith online, whereby a bishop affirms that the person is teaching with the full, within the full communion of the church. While some denounced it as an attempt to police Catholics, he narrowly drew, <laughs> was narrowly drawn to apply those representing themselves as teachers or Catholic theologians on Social media. Canon 812 of the Code of Canon Law states that those who teach theological disciplines in any institutes of higher studies whatsoever must have a mandate from a competent ecclesiastical authority. This mandate, called a mandatum, is technically required to teach Catholic theology. So, for instance, if you teach math, you don't need to seek a mandatum, but if you teach Catholic theology, you do. And Franciscan University is one of the few schools where they make all the teachers essentially uh, do this. And so... Um, a lot of people said, this is utterly ridiculous. How dare you, especially those fine folks over at LifeSite News, who uh, I think were the kind of the leaders in putting him on blast. But I don't know. What were your hot takes, Luke? I am more against this than I am for this. But only because 
I think it's worth talking about, and that's just my kind of gut reaction to it. So let me un- and I, let me just unpack this for for a, for a bit here. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea because there's especially when you're on um, social media, you can um, uh, very easy to create like a fake account and to start trying to like say the right things to the right group and to grow your to grow your popularity. And now the only thing we really have with regards to who ha- who has authority is who has the most followers, and this is on on social media. And now it's 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 also tough because we, you you know he says on social media, but then what does that mean? Is this a social media? Is does he just mean Twitter? Because I don't think you really need that on Twitter because Twitter isn't capable of really providing teaching. I, I mean, I, I think you can, but it, you got 140 care. You know, like it's. Um, I don't know if it really if you know it fits that does he mean Facebook because with Facebook it's more about just a sharing posts and actually than doing actual like actually teaching does he mean YouTube that's not social media per se yes Tec- you have I mean comments. technically it is it belongs to it, it would put itself in that because it has the comments and then you can ping back with videos and all that stuff yeah, but I mean, it's, but it's I don't not, think of it that way. I, I but I, it I is. don't think anyone really does like, like. But this is what I mean. Like, what does he mean by? It? Is this on social media? Because this is an internet thing that kind of comes out of. I mean, all this is is just an audio blog. That's all that a podcast is. It's it works the same way as the blogs you got back in two thousand um two thousand seven on your RSSS feed. It's the that's what it is. So I'm a little bit like, okay, like what do you what do you mean by that? And then two, how does that apply to us? I would say out of the two, you're obviously the one who I would argue probably – I don't know if you would say you're you're like a theologian, but you have a master's in this stuff. You have a bachelor's in this. You talk about it with a level of authority that I respect and and I trust. Um, Do we need that? And then – but then does that – hamper the type of um, discussion that we that, like that like we have and what makes this podcast good and then how does that fit in line with things like communio and progressio when this stuff moves so fast now and you you know have the lady and you have people who are called to in, called to engage in this stuff but you have to do it at a speed that i don't know if this necessarily works the, the way that it's um, set up right now and so I'm a little like, I, and I'm, I'm sure he has ideas and would be willing to. I'm a, I, I would actually love to interview him just about this yeah. um, because I, I would love to have a conversation about it because I, I, I think it's fascinating. I think it's completely fascinating because this is actually the church starting to engage with the, with the 21st century in a very interesting way. Um, that for the most part has always been done by the laity, and this would be. The bishops doing that, which I think is a fascinating and 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 an important thing. But I think you need to be very clear as to like what this means, because it's not just a blue check mark. That that can't just be. It's, it's not you know that. Um. It it's a it's a very important conversation that I. My gut is this is just like a shots fired thing, and people like Taylor Marshall because Taylor Marshall has been beg- you know has been begging to have like a, a fisticuffs with Baron. 
You know, yeah, like God, I would pay so much money. <laughs> I mean, bear. I, actually, I would too. I would literally <laughs> ding I, ding pay per view <laughs> tonight. Bishop Barron and Jared Zimmerer against Taylor Marsh. Jared. Oh, here's a funny thing. Jared Zimmerer and Taylor Marshall, I believe, used to have a podcast together. Is that ah, him? I might be wrong in this, but I thought that they had. Jiu-Jitsu for Mental Virtue. Dr. Taylor Marshall and Dallas Carter discuss jiu-jitsu. You have to be <laughs> shitting me. That is wonderful. Blast yeah. from the past. Dallas yeah. Carter, I always got the impression that he just never really cared for us in the slightest. So, my, like, what do you think about that? What do I think about what? The whole thing? Like, everything. Uh, you yeah. have not been paying attention. I can see when you're reading. No, I, well, I'm looking at it. Well, you just said, we just changed the subject. And then you said, what do you think about that? I don't trust the USCCB to do a good job. This, these are the same bishops, bishop organization that has, I mean, people, come on. Most Catholic schools don't teach Catholic theology, right? Like, like uh, universities. Like you go to a Catholic university, they're they're more than likely to have a good football team or basketball team than they are to actually teach Catholic theology. I remember the head of Notre Dame's theology department being yelled at by one of our a core member at a, a Life Team Notre Dame retreat. They said, uh, "How do you expect our core members to be teaching honest theology when our Catholic theologians and higher learning can't even do that?" Said that right to the head, and he looked at me. He said, "He goes, well, how would you deal with, you know?" Um, theologians who don't even teach what the church teaches. He looked at him and he said, you take it one theologian at a time, one day at a time. And he did. He he, re, he cleaned up a lot of the Notre Dame shenanigans. But, I mean, uh, I mean, like, honestly take a step back and ask yourselves, like, do you think the USCCB, because that's who it has to be, right? Who else? I mean, like, your local ordinary. Right now your local ordinary has control over the word Catholic, and you can't be... Like, you had a Catholic school that you ran that wasn't called Catholic because it wasn't allowed to be. Until I got there. Pacha! Exactly. Uh, Although it did pers- take, like, a good, like, six years. But still, yeah. I got it going. You I got it going. New. You make all things new. Yep. I, 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 I reconcile all things unto myself. <laughs> it exists already in the Catholic world. But who the heck is going to – who would you trust? What organization? So I get in this conversation with the guy. And the guy – I mean, I love the dude who sent me that email. I said – but, I mean, let's be honest. And then I deleted some of my angry responses. But I just said, what do you think it's going to boil down to? Is Do you trust LifeSite News more than Bishop Barron? I don't. Like, do you trust Michael Voris more than Bishop Barron? I don't. So who, so their outrage, to a certain extent, I get. Because you're going to let the USCCP do it? No, thank you. Who's going to police it? Who, When someone goes rogue, how are they going to enforce it? Uh, put a red circle on your Twitter thing and, a, and an eggplant symbol emoji. You are not allowed to talk about Catholic theology. But, yeah. Right. I just I, I understand why he's saying, like, if, if you're a legit Catholic theologian, you want a mandatum. You, you want people. This is the problem. You want people to be vetted. But the problem is social media is everyone. And if Taylor, because I think he's gearing this, um, not just to Taylor Marshall, I think actually far less Taylor Marshall. I think he's gearing it towards maybe more of the Michael Vorises. Because the the churchmilitant.tv comes across as a news organization when it's an op-ed column organization. And they are constantly, like to say that the only theology you're allowed to have is their interpretation of St. Thomas Aquinas is nonsense. 
It's nonsense. I, I've read Eternity Potteries. That's not what Eternity Potteries says. But Bishop Barron's Atonement, yet they constantly put him in the crosshairs. I just, I think what he said, he was floating an idea. There has yeah. to be and, and some give. That's a good point. He was, it's, he's just him like floating and an idea. And we don't need to crucify the freaking guy because he's thinking out loud. Oops, oh, my automatic lights just went off and I just <laughs> in the darkness. Romance time. So I, I don't know. Foxes after dark. You, I mean, you take one article and you throw it, throw someone out like Bishop Barron's pathetic. Yeah. That's yeah, literally yeah, what yeah. LifeSite News called the prelate of the church pathetic, who has done nothing but good things for the church. Come on, even with all the muscle tees, I haven't. He's done nothing but good things. I haven't. I don't go to LifeSite News to be honest with you. I just find them. Exhausting. I get them so emailed like, to me to three, four, five times a day. You don't have to respond to it. No, I don't. I don't do almost all. But there's one guy I really like him. He's a good guy at our church. I love him to death. I really do. But I love Charlie. Um, I don't know if his name is I'm Charlie. I'm just throwing it out there. That's not. Uh, good. Uh, yeah, I just – and, you know, it's – I guess because like, I am a, like there's, – there's a part of me that is concerned because of all the sweet, sweet money, that sweet, sweet par money. Um, <laughs> God bless him. Uh, yeah, seriously, I, I love them. I love them so much. <laughs> I want to drink with them. I feel like it would be fun. Um, like, I like what we're doing, and I think it's – and God is – I'm using it to, like, impact on people's lives somehow, which is incredible. And my fear is someone going after us and because they don't understand that, like, they don't understand the genre. Most people don't understand like what kind of a podcast I'm a genre this actually is like like our style yeah. is intentional the like openness is a choice this is I'm never going to be a half hour tight show it's like we don't model it after that and it's not a catechetical show we don't model like this is modeled after a different type of you know like and we're not necessarily trying to teach stuff we're trying to we're trying to like process stuff and I think that is necessary especially now and as a church, if you want the, like, lady to be involved in this stuff, especially media, I, like, how does this then work? You know, and so I, it's worth talking about, absolutely. And I think we're the ones to be a part of it, so feel free to call us, Baron. <laughs> but it would be um, nice if the broader church could have a conversation about this without having all of, like, your omnivorous um, fanatics, like, just um, losing their mind, like your Luke Carey and it's 2016. <laughs> uh, there are six types of social media, Luke. Social networks, Facebook, LinkedIn, bookmarking sites, Pinterest, Flipboard, Digs, social news like Dig. I miss Dig. I, I like Dig. I do too. I like. I, uh, I just like that guy whenever he was on Twitter. I thought he was fun. Kevin yeah, Rose. Was. Yeah, Kevin Rose. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, media sharing like Pinterest, YouTube, Vimeo, microblogging Napster. like Twitter. Blogs, social review sites, community blogs. Yeah, that's all part of social media. Get um, real honest. I, I now have a soft spot for Twitter. I can't can't lie. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. And, and neither can your Exodus 90 brothers who must be <laughs> wondering why you're on Twitter so much. <laughs> Shannon goes, how is Luke on Twitter all the time? Isn't he doing Exodus 90? And I was like, yeah, he is. And she goes, all the time. He's on all the time. No, I'm not. No, I was have like, you just read the tweets? Have you read the tweets that I've sent? No. Because you're only supposed to be on there when it's at, when it's absolutely necessary. And I go, I'm only supposed to be on Twitter when absolutely necessary. And then I say, did we ever find out why Eminem was so mad at Moby? 
No, and I've been I'm wrestling with that because in my mind it's a bit of like, well, I, I want to like maintain like our like presence on on there a bit, but it's 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 more just like I'm I'm addicted and I and I love Twitter. So. To broaden the conversation that he is floating out there. Who would be in charge of the mandatum for social media? Could I you mean, imagine if it was like your local, uh, um, what you call it? Uh, oh, the term. You, like uh, go to the chancery. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like the preacher's always angry in that job and just doesn't want to be there and just hates everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it would be so funny to like go to the, there's like a marriage tribunal and then a social media tribunal. And it's like, listen, the content that you've been churning out has been spot on. However, uh, the Catholic Church is pretty clear. You have to toe the company line when it comes to our opinion of Rise of Skywalker. So <laughs> you gave it a negative review. We demand five stars. I'm sorry. Your mandatum, your social media mandatum has been revoked. No. I'm going to be honest. No. Uh, we were cool with the old people having sex episode. He brought up some good points during that. A little bit of a jarring <laughs> Uh, title but there was some really good quality there <laughs> but you kind of lost us when you went through that dark period around like spring 2019 <laughs> and it was just a little bit weird you know and everyone was like i'm not sure what's going on and you were like we don't know either and then you kind of <laughs> bounce back but like that i don't know we're just not like when we see you bouncing back we need to see more consistency with that bounce back uh, so. excuse me excuse me uh according to the charter uh, it says that you are not allowed to rate the quality of our content, just whether or not it does, in fact, spread apostasy, heresy, and schism. So even though the quality was very awful, and still kind of is, do you see any wiggle room here that you can just give me the mandatum so I can make that sweet, sweet mandatum money? Could you imagine if they started to use reviews? That's part of like that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the boomers would be so mad at us. Except for uh, my mom and auntie. They love us. They love us because they're such good people. Uh, if you got to go, we can just call it a day and have it be this. Like, Here's a good 20-minute episode everyone enjoy. No. no I have no, one no. more thing. You good? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I think, but no. But, like, honestly, I mean this. Um, I should. I almost emailed on Brandon Vaught about this, but I don't want to, like, overwhelm him. Uh, I would love to talk with Bishop Barrett about this, but it's probably just, and I don't mean it like as like a way to like get him on our show, although I do. I genuinely think it's an interesting thing to like talk about. So feel free to call us. Blink twice if you think we're actually good, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so funny. All right, you ready for show. you ready for topic two? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, all right. Um, so I had a little thing called a birthday. And someone didn't wish me happy birthday, although he was more than willing to talk about all of his firecraft that no one cares about. Who? You. What? In our WhatsApp group, you literally, everyone goes, happy birthday, Luke. Happy birthday, Luke. And you go, did anyone else get really scared when you have blah, 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 like just come out of your bank account? Like, oh, wait, it was for my IRA. Ha, 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 And then that one happy birthday thing. Not yeah, because I was one. saving it for the podcast, Luke. I know. Happy <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping you wouldn't um, say anything just so I could bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny about that? I was like, I gotta call Luke later. And then I never did. <laughs> and then uh Shannon the day after goes, Hey, did you ever call Luke uh, and tell him happy birthday? And I was like, Ah, dang it. Son of a well, but I'll just I save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, after all of our friends were saying, happy birthday, Luke. We love you. You're awesome. I did tell them about all my financial plans, including 401Bs and other things that Luke doesn't really take the time to care or know about. It's great. 
Um, if you check our WhatsApp group, I clarified the situation. <laughs> that Happy birthday, Luke. Too late, my friend. Damn so it. I'm 30. So uh, no, you're fine. You're fine. I do hate you. Um, I still wait for my uh, Roman triptych book by Pope John Paul II. Fine, <laughs> it's fine, Luke. You I promised have... me that when I was 24 years old. <laughs> no, no, you weren't 24, man. This is college. You're 22. I was 20. <laughs> God, there was a time when I was 20 years old. I know. I don't. Feel... Gomer, do you know how long we have we have known each other now for half of our lives? These More than are the half. days of our lives. Do you want to know something really weird? And then I'll, I'll get, then I will get to my point. Guess what song I w- woke up to, like in my head? Uh, Sia's uh, "Footprints in the Sand." No, but you're close. That's what uh, I woke up to. Go on. London Bridges by Fergie. <laughs> I'm getting Stop. ready. That should I'm never ge- be. In I know. <laughs> I guess it's terrible. I'm getting um coffee. Aaron's asleep. I'm now like an early riser now, and it's wonderful. And uh, I'm just going, London, London bridges go down my London, like that. Like, that's just like, I'm like, I'm getting coffee, just going under my breath, freaking fervent, make it love me a long time, oh snap, like that. And I'm like, I don't, I, every morning I wake up and I just sing a random weird ass song. It's been Pocahontas songs. It's been the Fergie song. It's just like the weirdest crap. Is what comes is what's going through my head when I wake up first first thing in the morning. Yeah. Anywho, I, I'm having a hard time with this, just because like we actually are getting older, and I'm starting to see it, and I know what that means, and I know what that's going to going to bring. And on like one level, I find it very exciting and good, but on the, on the like other level, it's kind of sad, and it and uh, I think. Oh, what makes like the good part is like we're all growing up in like real concrete like you know it's fun to see that happen like people's kids are getting older I'm finally having a kid uh you know we're all like um just I'm making these important like I I see a lot of I'm um, a healing and and like our lives and that of our friends I see I see a ton of growth uh I see a lot of hardships but then you like we're, we're starting to see like the good side of coming out of those hardships. Uh, and so that's really cool to witness. But the hard part is what you know is now gone. Mm. There's a little bit of that, like, optimism, of that, like, what's my life going to be? You know, we're now, like, this is what my life is, is going to be. Like, this is kind of it. Grad school for me becoming, you know, I still, like, hope I can go, but there's just no real kind of point right right now. And I will, I'm a one-two, but I'm like, it's not the best I shouldn't like spend the money right 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 now, so it's like oh that might kind of like not happen. Um, I won't ever be able to like work in like I'm working movies if I wanted to, which is the thing I call you know I've always wanted to do, but I just it's not a prudent thing anymore. Mm. And though and it sounds dumb, but all those um little things like oh wouldn't it be cool to go and do that. Um, that's going away. Yeah. 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 You know, and and it's, it's just and it's just something I'm like, huh? That's, I think it kind of makes me sad. You know, like on like on the surface level, you know, I, I think it was kind of that man. Like we're just, uh, you know, going out has stopped all these things that I used to enjoy doing that we just don't do them as much any anymore. And I'm sure that we that we will again. Plenty of older people go out with their friends and have drinks and have fun, and we, and we can still do that stuff. 
but just this, it's it's the um, being twenty four, being in like a new place with your whole life ahead of you, yeah, and that that possibility, that wonder. There's something terrifying and horrible, but also fantastic about that, and it's now kind of completely over with. Like that, you can, you can never, you we can never go back to being right out of school with our entire lives ahead of us. Yeah, what you just said, realizing that I'm 37, I don't know where it clicked in my head. It, it happened so subtly, but I used to say, and I'm sure I said this on the show, like yesterday I was in college. Yesterday I was 17. Yesterday I was in my 20s. It feels like that. I'm 37. Right now, in my mind, it does not feel like yesterday. It feels like a different lifetime. Yeah, it's starting. To, yeah, like so, yeah. right now, and it's funny because, and and I'm not like trying to be a jerk and hijack the conversation, but fire. No, um, I think that like my obsession with fire and all that stuff, it just is coinciding with my brain shifting from the present moment, which is my teens and twenties, to now like, oh, like what you said, like. This is – it's not hope for the future. It's the realization that this is life. Yes. Yeah. That, like, th- and this my is brain coming. is – yeah, yeah. And it's, yep. it's made yep. my brain – like I can't tell you that – like how much I thought – like in the background of my mind like – you know, and this is probably because I've read too many American Needs Fatima magazines. But like my mind is like, well, the world probably will end – before I have kids or grandkids. So it's like, what's the use? You know, like this weird defeatist, but it really wasn't defeatist. I mean, uh, psychologists call it like, what's this called? Like present hedonism or something like that, where it's not like hedonism in the sense of like, you know, club hedonism where I go to party on the weekends. It's the this notion that like the the thing that's my biggest priority is what's happening right here in front of me and how I can have fun with it, right? But now I'm thinking... Now that Kateri is nine, my oldest is nine, I've been Mm -hmm. married for a decade, it shifts your thinking from present-oriented to future-oriented. And I think that's why all this stuff is hitting me now, is because it's like, I don't have a plan for then. And in the past, I didn't even think about then. What the heck is a then? I I was so present focus that i never even thought of that stuff never even thought of it and now i think mm-hmm. about it all the time yeah yeah and, and, and there's a there's a i mean that's really good and then and, and yeah. that's what makes me excited i think there's yeah. a there's a goodness to that and it's fun it's and, it, and it's a different kind of exciting you know it's yeah. uh there's also like a sadness to that and i think because especially from such like a younger age we've embraced remember your death you know to like i mean we've done some pretty intense stuff to to do that when we were in college and i mean intense let's call it um dramatic uh yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah i wouldn't say it was intense or serious it was just you know but friends parents now i'm starting to see more on facebook parents die it's now becoming the norm as opposed to the exception um just just to see that you know and it uh it's difficult, you know. I think yeah. about how many more times am I going um, to see my mom. You know, I'm sure uh, I, you know, like w- we talk a bunch, and and also, I mean, she she wouldn't say a bunch. She probably she just made a comment about that. But I mean, like when she heard this on this podcast, I guarantee it. Um, <laughs> she probably went a bunch, and then like did a little like eye thing where she like holds up her like eyebrow and, and uh, 
to tell me that she's angry at me. Seriously, she just like um, uh, turns and stares, and then like her, like her like eyebrow um goes up. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like that. Like if I don't like, I move to Arizona at some point in time soon. Like I may only have like I'm, I'm only going to see my mom for like 30 days if you like add up all the days. Yeah, you know that's a, again so that's that's a bit extreme, but yeah, you you, you get the, and it's like that's ah uh, have it's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah, and the other thing about it is my frustration with adults who aren't transitioning into future-oriented mode where it's like, come on, man. Like, we we did all this in our 20s. Get out. Let's go. Like, come on. Like, now's the time to put down roots. Now's the time to build for the future. Come on. Quit being an idiot, you know? I I have no patience for that. (laughs) It does feel like... uh our framework for the things we do is uh still based in this almost adolescent just like like we like it's it's still i almost i what we still call it uh we still whenever we hang out with friends we still call it going out yeah which is what we've been calling it since we were up 15 like are you going out um are you going um, outside i couldn't wait till i was able to go out you know, and we've been doing that now for 25 years, and and in no way is that disappointing. <laughs> yeah, but it, and like, so I've been I'm reading this book called um, Boomtown. On it's all it's all about Oklahoma City, and it's if it fantastic. was about um, if it was about the Pepsi halftime show, it'd be called Boomtown. It'd be called Boomtown. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm I'm not sure it would be that, but it'd it be would be um, yeah, Booty Town. <laughs> It'd be more like Wait, J Lo has a song called Booty. Ah, oh, she does. Lord. I don't remember. I I, 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 I only watched really it twenty attention. or thirty times. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me while I clear my internet history. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Old reliable. No, I'm just kidding. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, listen, if you so can't make boom jokes, town. it's just sad. No, I know. Boom okay, town. So, boom town. Boom town. It's all about. So this guy's going through the history. Of a telling the story of Oklahoma City in a very fascinating way, comparing it to this 2000 and 13 Oklahoma Thunder, and so it's very very cool. And he was a um, newspaper, uh, he's a um, newspaper um writer, so kind of it's uh, it's it's really more essays. Anywho, he's talking about how if you if you really um, like you see that what needs to be like civic pride and all of and all the like and all and all of the energy that went into like civic life, especially in a place. In a place like Oklahoma City, and quite literally in the middle of nowhere, has um, nowhere to really direct itself but through and to sports. And that's where the whole town comes comes together. It's where they have their. It's where they express their pride. It's where they express their um, the proud to be. You know, like it's their way to say this is who we are and this is what we what we care about. And that's it. That's all that we got now, and and I've decided there has to be a better way to do this. And this is coming from someone who loves sports. I don't think there is one right now. A thing that unites our civic that all all the strands, yeah, yeah, and kind of brings everyone together, regardless of who you are, regardless of what you do, regardless of like the fact. I don't know. I mean, there is ESPN, but there's also the Food Network. (laughs) Bread and games, Luke. It's a tale as old as time. (laughs) And 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 it's I think it's um because I thought about like what are our other options you know so out in Cincinnati yeah. this great thing 
uh, called Blink, where everyone went downtown and they put all these lights on the on the upside of the building. All this it was really cool. It's very, and it's one of the few times I've ever seen everyone. It's the most crowded I've ever seen downtown ever, and it's amazing. I, I wish we could do this more, but the only uh, the only time it would ever be that crowded is if the Bengals somehow bribed their way into winning a Super Bowl or the Reds won the World Series, that would bring everyone out, but that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. I, I don't know what else we... I, I don't know. A disaster. A natural disaster would bring everyone together. It always does. That's true. People, that's people true. People put aside their selfishness. I remember during uh, Hurricane Rita, which came after Katrina, um, a person in my dad's neighborhood that no one ever talked to. He was a nice enough guy, but he always kept to himself. He literally just walked up and down the street for three days with a chainsaw, um, uh, killing people. No, um, chopping up trees and limbs that had fallen on people's houses and That's cool. blocked roadways. I mean, if it wasn't for him, <laughs> stuff would still be there. Um, but the the idea of it, like, and my dad remembers, he's like, pulled the guy aside and he's like, you know, uh, you know never see you. You know, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, you're here. And he's like, well, you know. We need each other for now. <laughs> You're like, okay. But it does. It bring it forces us to be a community again. But, that, I mean, that's if that's all we have, that's not good. Right. Right. I mean, I, I think about sports, though. Sports are, I mean, you can get religion about anything, and people are very fanatical about sports. But sports is, is like neutral territory. That's why people love sports is we can – root 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 for the home team and not have to talk about trump right or not have to talk about bernie sanders or the disastrous iowa caucus <laughs> have you followed any of that luke you Texas haven't have you no. oh gosh the democrats have completely ruined the iowa caucus oh it's so funny bernie i think won but they refuse all oh, the democrats hate bernie so much it makes no sense to me He's so popular, and they won't get behind him as a party. Uh, I'm just anyhow. happy that it means we get more on Larry David. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Why do I look like I'm always running after a bus? <laughs> um, no, no. Dude, he is John. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. Or, 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 yeah, so, yes. Okay, anyways, yeah. it's wonderful. <laughs> Everyone's seen it, I'm like, I've seen John do that. Um but snapping back to that, like, there, I mean, th this is the whole point of the book Bowling Alone by a Harvard sociologist. But for me, like, when you start to look out at your neighborhood, like, if, if you don't build a community, like, the thing that you were talking about is funny because my first thought was, okay, they're coming out to do this light thing, the blink thing. It's a day thing and then it's done or it's an evening thing and then it's done or yeah, it's a week-long like, festival. Yeah, it's yeah. not the equivalent of building a cathedral that will take three generations, you know? Like, what do we have in a materialist, secular culture that can motivate people beyond themselves and beyond their grandchildren? Nothing. There's nothing. Right. There's nothing. A, a sports franchise? Is that is that all we have? No, I, I, Merca and a sports franchise? That might be it, man. It, and just... I mean, this is the liquid culture, right? Everything changes. So we're going to be a part of some performance art piece that's non-threatening. And then we're going we're gonna to fade back. We're going to fade back to our own little holes and engage in solipsistic, uh, you know, conversation. It's weird. Like, With ourselves. Like, so there's this very interesting stat that I just read that uh, talked about 
how millennials put their own faith, like the the institutions they tend to trust the like trust the most are yeah. brands and companies. Yeah, and their trust in nonprofits have have gone down. Their trust in all like um, it's funny how for as much of a um, you know if if you think back to like when the millennials kind of first started becoming like a big big thing, besides the like up-and-coming group but started to really impact the culture as a whole one of the big things was the one percent whole thing and the you know the um 99 percent like the um uh, I, 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 uh, i'm sorry oh um occupy wall street yeah i totally forgot uh, i totally forgot the name of that uh had such just anti-corporate thing to it, but yet yeah, this is the group that the only thing they trust are corporations. <laughs> like, you know, it's just it's so because I don't think we have anything else. Yeah, and it it makes me like I don't know what to do about that. I don't know, like I like what you know, like when I've I've, I've been reading all the just I've been reading a ton of history um recently, and I'm very glad that I've been doing that because it's opened my eyes to all the things that like we used to do and a part of it's still there and you're seeing how there isn't any such there is no such thing as a as a um, new idea and how all the stuff that we think is brand new you know like all this emphasis unlike science isn't isn't a new thing this was all the rave out in communist russia the scientists were their priest of that time they held that type of honor that type of, you know yeah um it man like talk about stranger in a, in a strange land yeah, you know, because there's so much that I want to do and see and be a part of, and and like have my family be be a part of. And like, there are times I'm like, is is this it? Like again, like I love sports. I freaking, I mean, everyone, this, this should be clear. I love sports. Um, but it is not the end all. That like this can't this can't be the one thing. This can't. It's it should be a thing that um, brings us all all. You know, together, but it. Um, I'm very concerned about what that does to like individuals, because what happens if like you don't have anything or anyone, like what like what then happens? Are we just going to put on the virtual reality headsets and just kind of call it a day, and that's just going to be how we define ourselves? Listen, when I put on a virtual reality headset, that was three or four years ago now. And I took it off after being in it for like an hour. I was sad at the real world. Right? I took it off and the real world was dark and dingy compared to what I was just looking at. Now, it's because there were screens shooting light into my eyeballs. But I remember thinking that and then feeling bad about it. And then, and then once I felt bad being like, uh, uh I should not feel bad about being in the real world. But yes, Luke, I think that if virtual reality gets to be so powerful that your your phone, you can wirelessly have it and it looks as good as the real world or even close to it, right? I think people will prefer that. I do. I 100% do. That's what I'm afraid of. People will prefer that. Well, and I think but what scares me is not just like the power like what that offers but the fact that there's no real alternative in real life that the only chance you have at feeling part of like a real community is to go to a live sporting event yeah like if 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 that's really your only chance 
and I'm I, I'm talking I'm not I'm talking about like going to a party. I'm I'm, I'm talking like a thing of like I'm thousands and thousands of, of of people coming together a real collective whole. Yeah. Um, that seems to be with one heart, and it's an it's an amazing thing. But when that's it, it's just like I don't know, man. Like yeah. the, the the thing about Idaho that I loved was everyone really cared about each each other and everyone was really involved in in each other's lives and it created tons of drama tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of drama <laughs> but at least they were there at least they when they drove past each other everyone waved everyone um, knew your name you were known you were a part of this group and you knew who you were or like, and, or and uh, or like, who you are, and you, um, they were active in their schools. They were active in their. They were active in like their churches. There was just this thing of like, I mean, when was the last time you went to your local school play? Do you really want to know? Yeah, uh, a, a week and a half ago. Good, good for you. Can I tell like you why? It was yes. Annie. Get your gun. Would you? And I took my daughters because a friend of mine, uh, my coworker, um, Christine, her daughter was in it. Now, I've used her three oldest daughters. She's the youngest of the three for babysitters. And she, my kids are, of the three daughters, they know this one the least. She's only babysat like two or three times. But they still know her and they love her to death. So I said, we're going to go and we're going to hear Lizzie sing. Luke. Now, I am not exaggerating when I say the band. So it was like the Woodlands Orchestra played. And um, and their band ensemble. I don't, I don't understand the music stuff. But they were so elite. They didn't mess up once. It sounded like a professional orchestra. Whatever. They played live music the whole time. I thought they were playing a freaking uh, vinyl. It was so good and realistic. Mm, right? No, so and, good. And then... Uh, and All your friends Lizzie, think you're wrong. Lizzie sang. She was Annie from Annie Get Your Gun. She's in 90% of the movie or show. She was... So phenomenal. I almost, like, I literally got choked up, not at, like, she's singing a sad song, Moonshine Lullabies is, like, the sad song. But I'm like, I know this girl, and she has it. She is going mm -hmm. places. It was the most beautiful thing I saw. And her co-star, the, the man who played the main character, he was incredible, too. But she stole the show. But he was incredible, too. He was excellent, talented. Everyone else kind of was... At various levels of orbiting around them, <laughs> I, it was it was incredible, and I felt I felt like a million bucks going to that. I thought, yeah, this is what I should be doing. I should be going to more of these plays. Yeah, like and if then, I were to, yeah. Sorry, no, no. I was just gonna think, how funny is it that? Well, no, because I, I think that's a really good point. Because like, if I were to go to like my local high school, uh, like their play, they'd be like, Luke, what the hell? Actually. Oh, no one oh, would know who I, who I yeah. was. Luke but, from Catching Foxes? <laughs> like, Luke from Telford? They'd be like, oh, no. no. Um, but, like, it would just be weird. You, you know, it's cause if you're not there because you know a person or, or, or something, I suppose, like, this is a thing that might happen. But, like, in Idaho, people would go to our place. It was a, yeah. like, it was sold out every night. Like, we could fit 300 people into that gym, and it would be packed with people because the, the whole town would go to it because it was just That's like, cool. oh, this is a. That's cool. And, and like, and I kind of miss that. Like, I kind of yeah. want to be in a place that does that. You know, I'm excited about the urbanization of that. Like, because I, I prefer that. I was just in downtown, um, um, Cincinnati, 
downtown Cincinnati yesterday, and I loved it. I just love the pace. I love everything about it. I, I just worry about what this is doing to us. So I have I have no answers, only concerns. That is the Catching Foxes way. That is the way. You stated problems with no solutions. That is <laughs> the way. <laughs> but, sir, this is a podcast. How can there be a podcast with solutions? <laughs> Maybe we should all just go to our local community theater for a night. Oh, no, they are the worst because there's all, like, gross old people. No, no. High schools and colleges, please. Maybe I'll try to go to a college play. I love this is this is the one thing that I wish Aaron. There's only one thing that I really wish Aaron would change about. She doesn't like musicals, and I Man. love them. I don't so know if, much. I don't know if my wife is the same. She had no desire to go to a Broadway show, but Ugh. we watch musicals here at home. Mm. Yeah, no, Aaron just refuses. She just she's just not her thing. I'm like, but sweetheart. Homeboy loves his Dr. Horrible sing-along blog and uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, I, I can't man. stand Sweeney Todd. Oh, I love the songs. Get into it. The movie isn't as good as it could have been, but it really bums me out that we weren't able, well, that we didn't go see The Lion King when it was in Cincinnati last, last month. I'd love <laughs> to have seen that. But we did go to the ballet, and that was great. Oh, snap!